Jared and the G. I'm on a Fireball Hot Take Friday, ESPN 1025. The game, the Titans have put David Fluellen on IR, and they have then turned around and activated Taylor Lewan, who will play left tackle on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. Now, Floyd, when the Titans' offensive line had their struggles early in the season, a lot of us looked at it like, well, you know, right guard's kind of an issue because they got two injuries at right guard, and left guard is an issue because, or left tackle is an issue because Taylor Lewan got suspended. Well, Taylor Lewan returns. So before we get into, you know, blame game and thing like that, how much of an impact do you think the return of Taylor Lewan will mean to the Titans on Sunday? How, like, will they score more points because of it? Will Mariota have better pockets? What, like, what will happen because Lewan is in and Kelly is out? Well, I mean, anytime you can improve the offensive line, it's going to help the quarterback and help the running back. Um, you know, given that, with with a, a left tackle, that's the most one of the two or three most important positions on the team. Being being um, played by maybe the best player on the team, so so it's going to help you a little bit. It's not going to be earth-shattering. I think you'll see it mostly when we're running ball, when Derek's running the ball to the left. And you've got Saffold and Lawan over there. You should have some pretty stout um, blockers for you. And I think that's probably where you'll tell it the most. You know, I'm not sure that, that pass protection will be a, a giant difference. But, but what, what it helps the most, in my opinion, is none of that. But it helps the coaches – from a protection standpoint, because if you get into trouble now, you've probably got a good feel for where the trouble's coming from. And that you can do something to help that trouble. You know, whereas before, if you've got it at a couple of different spots, you just don't have ways of of securing both spots at the same time. So everybody gives Kelly a, always a big pat on the butt for the way that he plays. And I'm guessing this is no different. But... Like, what's the upgrade, the true upgrade in personnel from Kelly to Lawan? Well, I mean, you're going from an all-pro tackle to a backup tackle. So, and and Kelly did a, a great job, and he does a nice job. And he plays both sides, and he's very, very valuable. But, but Taylor's one of the best handful of left tackles in the league. So... I mean, that's, that's, that's an upgrade. So I have my one thing with Taylor Lawan, and it's this. And that is... I don't want to hear or see bad offensive line play anymore, especially from him. And we had Corey Curtis on the show earlier today, and Corey Curtis says he thinks Jerry Hughes, the good pass rusher for Buffalo, is going right up against Lawan, and they're going to put it. And I expect Lawan to play well. And if the offensive line issues of the Titans continue with Taylor Lawan back in the mix, then I am going to point the finger solely at Taylor Lawan. Because Taylor Lewan has paid a handsome amount of money, put the team in a huge hole for some dumb decision for whatever substance he took, which, by the way, he doesn't get criticized enough for. Like, I think because he did such a good job of pretending to cry about it after it happened, or maybe I shouldn't say pretending to cry, but he cried a lot about it after it happened, uh, that people were like, well, he didn't know what he was putting in his body, Jared, so everybody gave Lewan the benefit of the doubt there. He really put the Titans in a jam, and he did it by doing something stupid. Whatever he took. And so if if he's got problems this week and the line has problems this week, and for being a guy who talks so much, he's got to be able to cash some checks now. 
You know, the old saying, if you can talk the talk, if you can walk the walk. Well, it's time for Taylor Lewan to walk the walk. And if the Buffalo Bills, if Derrick Henry can't run on the left side of that offensive line or Mariota's getting pressure from the left side of that offensive line, then I'm going to point the finger squarely at Taylor Lewan. Because, to me, he's got to prove, A, he's worth this contract, but that he's worth all the other stuff that comes with him. You know, all the talk. All the the podcasts and all the, look at me, look at me. Well, you know what? I am looking at you Sunday. I need you to block your man, and I need you to make this offensive line formidable because you're one of the highest paid guys in the league. And I think it's fair to say that about LaWan. Well, I'm sure Taylor, I mean, Taylor understands every bit of that. I mean, that's no big deal to him. I mean, I think he's he's expecting that, he's, and he's expecting the line to be good. And he's expecting to go in there, even though he hasn't played for a month or six weeks or whatever it is. You know, I mean, he's going to go in there and he's, I don't know how much he's going to play. I don't know how long he can play. And to be honest, I don't know how well you can play after missing a month. But Can he not play the whole game? I wouldn't think. I, you're my franchise left tackle. <laughs> yes, and that hasn't played football for a month. I know, but it's not like he's sitting on you, the couch yeah. eating Doritos and hosting podcasts, although he is hosting podcasts. What's he getting suited up and going against his wife? <laughs> I think he's uh, he's been working out at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, great. <laughs> well, <will> help. <laughs> Vanderbilt. <laughs> so what do you do, play Kelly half the time and play him half the time? I don't know. I think it's, I think conditioning and all those kinds of things are going to be a factor. I mean, they have to be. To a certain extent, now, I, you know, I don't know to what extent, and you don't know how the game's going to go, but, um, you know, it's it's awful hard to go from from not doing football for a month or, like I said, however long it's been, all of a sudden. And, and really, when he was doing it, he was doing it in the preseason as a backup, you know, so he who was he going against? And uh, and so now you're going to be going against you know legitimate guys in a in a real game. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. Taylor Lewan gets up. no sympathy for me for anything. I expect him to play the whole game. I expect him to play well. And if he does neither, then I think then I think that it'll just prove that he's not worth the investment the Titans have made in him. And I think some of this is is pointing to the character of the player as well. You know, the guy got you burned for four games this year. You're lucky to be two and two. Honestly, you should be three and one. But if you can win all these games without him, then you almost wonder, like, is he really all that important? But I'm not even going to get into that because I do think he's important. And I expect him to play well on Sunday against Buffalo. But I'm just so tired of hearing Taylor Lewan talk so much that I need to see the results to back up all the talking and the fact that everybody around here is just okay with you getting suspended for four games and everyone's just going to brush it off to the side and all that. To me, it's almost, it's like a Kyle Turris thing. Like, Taylor Lewan needs to pay what he owes. Because he owes. He owes. And I'm looking right at him right now, and I'm saying, brother, I need to see a great game out of you against the Buffalo Bills. I need the offensive line to get to being a good offensive line. I need you to play me some ball. I'm just going to guess this. I'm going to guess that that him get, putting himself in a position where he probably lost on the order of how much Three money million. does he make a year? Now, somewhere around like three or four million is somewhere in between there. So, okay, you know, four million dollars. 
I'm going to guess, now this is just me, but I'm going to guess that he didn't do that on purpose. I'm going to guess that. (laughs) Now, I know it's awful silly of me to think that way, but I'm going to guess he probably didn't try to do that. And I don't, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not taking sides, but I know with all the supplements these guys take, they get bad supplements. And I'm not. I'm not vouching for him. It kind of sounds like he might have been. No, he might have been on the juice for his entire career. I mean, that's I don't know any of that. Did you hear Marcus say? Uh, Marcus said about Taylor. He goes, "Yeah, you know, he's definitely been out there with a lot of extra juice or something like that." It's like, oh, Marcus. Well, they uh, the the bottom line is most of these guys, especially guys that are not naturally uh, thick, guys that don't have the roly-poly belly and the roly-poly sides, uh, those guys have a little bit tougher time gaining weight. Because naturally, if he, when they quit, that's why all these guys they quit. They can't go to Taco and Bell? And they go from 310 to 275. Did you see, uh, have you seen the big tackle from Cleveland? Oh, Joe Thomas? Have you seen him on Yeah, he's TV? like 190 pounds. Yeah, well, that's it. Because he was not a big fat fatty to begin with. I love the so size. when he lost weight or when he quit working out, quit doing stuff, all of a sudden he's a 245-pound man. Well, Taylor is, could very well end up that way. And, uh, and so they take a lot of supplements, a lot of stuff, eat a lot of food to keep themselves, you know, at 320 pounds or wherever he is. Can he not just get candy bars? I'm, I'm going to guess once guess? again that the pro big, athlete where you're making 15 16 million dollars a year in your body you take real good care of that body i would i would be well he obviously doesn't take meticulous. good enough care of it because he got popped for peds so again that's great i you know what i don't think he knowingly took steroids or peds or sarms or whatever they are i don't I, you know what if you want to talk the talk you gotta walk the walk he needs to walk the walk and play ball. And if the line struggles Sunday, I'm pointing a finger right at number 77. 615-737-1025, 615-737-1025. Question for the callers. How much do you think Taylor Lewan will impact the Titans? 615-737-1025. Jared and the GM, we are live from the Wholesaling Studio, powered by RumbleOn.com on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. Let me tell you about Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Whenever I got a problem at my home, I call Hiller, and I expect them to deliver, and they do every single time. That's why I keep using them. I would not tell you about Hiller if I didn't use them in my own house, and that's exactly what I do. Anytime I have an issue, I go to happyhiller.com, and I just schedule an appointment right there from my phone. After I schedule an appointment right there from my phone, the technician shows up right in between the window in which I ask them to arrive. And they are there and they are trained. I've seen how they train out there at the Hiller headquarters. It is almost like a practice field in terms of the different things they go to to be able to work on your home. That's why Hiller has a 4.8 out of 5 star rating on over 15,000 online reviews. They also have true transparency pricing. So you make sure that you get the best price with no special fees and no hidden charges. And that's why Hiller is so well respected. That's Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical proud supporters of the Nashville Predators 
and the Tennessee Volunteers. Jared and the GM on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. It's ESPN 1025, the game. It's been tough to be away. Obviously, um, you want to be able to compete and be with the boys and everything. But now that I'm back, it's totally focused on the Buffalo Bills in week five. Taylor Lewan, and I'm telling you about Taylor Lewan. I expect to see great play from Taylor Lewan on Sunday. Floyd, one thing I know you're worried about with Taylor Lewan is him getting a personal foul penalty on Sunday against Buffalo. Right. And he was asked about that this week and how important it's going to be with Buffalo. This is what Taylor Lewan said. Well, no, definitely. I keep my emotions in check and try to focus on just doing my job and having as much effort and consistency as possible and trying to make sure that, you know, when they do lean on me for whatever it is they lean on me for, I, that I excel. So I hope he's right, but I feel like it's a lot easier to say on Wednesday that I won't do anything detrimental on Sunday than it, it will be for him to not do something detrimental on Sunday. Yeah, he's an emotional guy. And so he's, you know, he's going to have to check his emotion some way, somehow. And he's, you know, he's gotten to a point in his maturation that he should be past all that, at least understand all that. Well, he's always like one step forward, one step back. You know, once you start to feel good about him, he goes out there and, you know, then then picks up the ref and gets thrown out of the Green Bay game or dives onto the pile and gets a personal foul and costs you the Oakland game or all of the things that, you know, have, I guess, occurred to him or gets a PED suspension. So in this game, I'm, I will be apoplectic if he takes a personal foul penalty that hurts you. I will go bunkers if that happens. 615-737-1025 to your phones on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. Keith is up first on Taylor Lewan. Go ahead, Keith. Hey, guys. Jared, I just want to say, you know, that telling Taylor Lewan if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. I think it needs to apply to you. I think you need to come out from behind that microphone, go up to Taylor Lewan, and tell him, pay what you owe. If you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk. I have no problem doing that. <laughs> I, I, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, I'll I, see that one. I, I mean, look, hey, I'm in the pred- I was in the Predators locker room yesterday. I talked to the coach. I was at Mariota's press conference. Vrabel. I am... Unlike a lot of people, I am out there. I am out there to to rip and to be ripped. And so it, to me, he's got no... Like, the thing, the way that I approach the job, and I think that it's it's tough, especially, like, when you get to know certain people, like, it gets tough because I feel like I have to leave all that aside and just tell it how I see it every single day. Like, a lot of people will think, you know, oh, well, you'll say that on the air, but you won't say it to their face. To me, I consider saying something on the air the same as saying it to somebody's face because everybody can hear what you say on the air. That's why, like, some people get kind of upset because they, you know, they come on the show and I ask them questions of things that I would talk about, you know, that I would say. That That's why I have so much appreciation for Derek Mason, the Vandy coach, because I've said that he should be fired before. And he and I have talked about it. Like, I have literally said it to his face. I have Now, I'm glad that they didn't fire him because I feel like he's the perfect guy for that job. But I, I feel like if you're going to say, if you're going to talk a certain way on the air, you got to talk the same way when you have the person on the show or when you're in that locker room. You got to talk the same way. And that's how I am. And it's rubbed some people, not going to name names here, some people that I better just stop right here before I keep going. But it has apparently rubbed some people the wrong way. 
I know I was going to get no help from Floyd in this regard. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I know I was going to get no, no help from Floyd I, I to say, no hey, you know I, what? I, he, got, he, I, I have been around. I've heard you talk in here, and I've heard you talk when we're faced with people, and the talk ain't the same. What now. do you mean? Like you, you can think whatever you want, and you can, you know, yes, I'm telling it like it is, and I'm all of that kind of stuff. When I've seen you, even on the phone. It's not quite the same. With who? With anybody. That's not anybody. true. Anybody. When, I talk, when I talk about the people that are upset about the way I talk to them on the show, you know exactly who I'm talking about because we had to talk about it last week and you were in that. You were there. So you know. You know who I'm talking about. And you know I can't say who I'm talking about, but you know who I'm talking about because you were there. I don't, it's, you know, you make it sound like it's one person. <laughs> there's, there's a whole litany, guys. <laughs> Ian, help me out here. Do I not talk? I mean, Peter Laviolette, when he walked out for his press conference before they flew to Dallas for game five of the uh, game five or game six of the playoffs, Laviolette walked out. He was at the airport. Laviolette walks out, looks at me, cracks a huge smile and goes, oh, blank. Because he, he knows. Because I bring the heat. Oh. <laughs> I tell it like it is and I bring the heat. Ian, do I not bring the heat? Very much so. Fireball heat. Thank you. Fire. Thank you. Fireball, maybe. A and fireball, Ian knows who I'm talking right. about, too. But who gets I'll mad at the this. way I talk in interviews or whatever on the show? <laughs> when it's face-to-face, it's totally different. Oh. I I have been there. Now, you can say what you want, and you can carry on. You can get mad, and you can do It's not. And it's not. But I'm telling you, it is different. No, it's not. Okay. The, the, the thing is, is. When it's not personal, right? Like if you were GM of the Titans and you didn't have a right guard, I wouldn't go up to you at a restaurant and be like, you need to get a right guard, Floyd. I wouldn't do that. I'd say, hey, Floyd, how are you? But it doesn't mean that I agree with everything you're doing. And if you want to talk about it, I'm totally willing to talk about it. It doesn't affect me one iota. Does not affect me at all. If you want to talk about it, you know, if I... Said like, like okay, let's, let's use Kyle Turris as an example because I think that I've been very hard on Kyle Turris and rightfully so. If Kyle Turris were to come up to me in the Preds locker room and and be really upset about all the things that I've said, I would look him square in the face and be like, "You got to play better." And I wouldn't, I would not back it down whatsoever. Just like I didn't with Ken Wisenhunt when he tried to come at me that one time, I didn't back down then. And. But I'm not going to go up to somebody and be like, hey, you suck. Like, I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that? So that's like if Kyle Turris were to come on a show, which I don't know, maybe he will. I don't know. If Kyle Turris were to come on the show, like we, we, we would talk about how he has not performed up to standards. That would be what we would talk about. Now, I'm not going to welcome him on the show and say, hey, Kyle Turris, who signed a six-year, $36 million contract and has done almost nothing for the Predators, joins us now on the show. Kyle, how does it feel to have done? I'm not going to do that. But I do. I don't, I don't think – because the truth is, is I don't think like I sugarcoat a lot of things at all in life anyways. Like I'm kind of always the same way, which makes it very easy to do this for four hours a day. 
So don't listen to Floyd on this one because he's lying. Six one five. You know what's amazing is how people how they have images of themselves and then how they really are. It's incredible, incredible. And I, you need to be congratulated. Why? Because I think you need to. I'm keeping it real. 615-737-1025. Coming up next, are we putting the win or the loss at the feet of Marcus Mariota on Sunday? We'll get to that coming up next. Jared and the GM. It's ESPN 1025, the game. How much did Buffalo take from last year help you up? And how much different do they look through four games this year? Quite frankly, they're, they're a really good defense. You know, they've got a bunch of underrated players. I think they've got guys on every single level of the defense that are great players. And um, you can tell just with their effort and how they play, um, they take pride in it. So, honestly, we have a lot of, lot of work cut out for us. It's going to be on us to execute. But uh, we, know, we know we have a challenge in front of us. A-plus job by the quarterback right there, Marcus Mariota, and not talking about last year's game when he was asked about how much does he see from last year's game when it comes to Buffalo, and in perfect New England and Vrabel's, you know, way, he does not mention last year's game, but focusing on what they have to do this week to beat Buffalo. But if you go back to that game, Floyd, Mariota wasn't necessarily good, but boy, did he get let down. Nick Williams doesn't cross the face of the defender, interception. Deion Lewis and Taewon Taylor fumble the ball, points for Buffalo, and finally, Nick Williams drops a pass, and I'm not even sure they let him on the plane back home. But he drops a touchdown that would have won them the game. So, with that, Floyd, we know that, you know, we know that Mariota can only control most of the game. He can't necessarily control the entire game. But is it fair to put this game on Marcus to say, hey, Marcus, you had a great game last week against Atlanta. Everything was cooking and rocking and rolling. Here's the opportunity for this team to get on a roll. I know the Bills have a good defense, but you've got to go out there and play to the level you're capable of and give this team a chance to win the game and maybe seal the deal and win this game. Why is that fair at this point in his career to do to him? Well, he's the quarterback. And when you're the quarterback, that's where it all goes. I mean, whether if you don't want all of that, then don't be a quarterback. Be something else. I mean, you can be a left guard, and you know, may unless you screw up, nobody will ever know you're on the field. But you won't get twenty point nine million dollars no, to be the twentieth best at that. And that's why you get twenty point nine million dollars is because you're expected to be the impetus for everything. Now, if you're a young quarterback, or if you're a really old quarterback, or or if you've got 21 outstanding players every place else, and whoever is that quarterback, that may not be the case. But the vast majority of all the teams, and in fact, I would say every team in the NFL right now, the quarterback is is the focal point. That's who you you know. When we talk about San Francisco, we don't talk about the right guard. And when you talk about you know, all these other teams, you talk about Seattle, you don't talk about who the left tackle is. You're talking about who the quarterback is. And uh, and that's the position that you play. Well, like, for example, I think it's kind of different with young guys and older guys. Like, I don't necessarily put the Rams' loss last night on Jared Goff. I mean, he got them in position to win the game. Kicker missed the kick. 
Russell won them the game yesterday at Seattle. But if they had lost, how could we have blamed Russell if they had lost that game? The way Russell played last night. Well, yeah, but he did. That's the point. No, but he, if, if Zerline he, he makes didn't. the kick, then Russell loses. Oh, and I don't think no, any yeah. of us would have ever pointed a finger at Russell Wilson for last night's no, performance. No, Russell Wilson was outstanding. He was, I mean, he looked like MVP. So he's he's not, but that's not him. I mean, you wouldn't point that to him. Um, but, and same thing for the Rams. You know, their their loss was, the, I mean, the, the kicker missed a 44-yarder or whatever it was. And, you know, most of the time he'll kick those, but he didn't kick that one. What if your kicker misses this one and you lose? Yeah, then I mean, then do we don't... take the blame off of Mariota? Or will the blame still be on Mariota? Well, I don't know. Do we, do we score? What was the final of this one? 30, it's like 40 to 30. I don't know, but Indianapolis, 30, right? your kicker missed the kick that would have won you the game. Against Indianapolis, San- yeah, Mariota takes a sack, yarder. which was only 49 yards because Mariota took a sack. But the, <laughs> you but the kicker... You can try to cover, uh, nah, but yeah, you I can't, can't nah, He screwed up the yeah, end of the game. But it, it just goes back to, like, to me, I, I, like, I, I don't think it's fair to ever put one game on somebody to... But you know what? I'm kind of with you in this regard. Like, we're not asking you to single-handedly beat New Orleans this week. We're asking you to beat the Buffalo Bills. And I'm not taking anything away from Buffalo by saying that. And, and we're not asking you to single-handedly do it. We're just asking you, you're, it's your, if you get protection, you need to go out there and throw the ball accurate, accurately and decisively. That's what we're asking you to do. Not screw it up. Don't throw it to the, somebody else. Don't fumble it. Don't. I mean, that's what they're asking. We're not... We're not saying you got to go out there and gain 300 yards rushing. I mean, you know, you got to do something you've been doing your entire life, your whole athletic life. You've thrown the ball, and we're asking you to go out there and be able to do that and do it accurately, accurately and decisively. And I think some of that is because we're counting on the Titans' defense. Like we know the Titans. I think the Titans' defense is going to have a good day Sunday. You're playing at home. You've you you've clearly established yourself. Like, it's not a fluke that you had the good defensive numbers you had last year. You're one of the better units in the league, especially the secondary. I mean, if Wake plays, and that may be an untalked-about storyline of this game is Cameron Wake playing because I think they're a better team when he's out there on the field. Like, I know he's old and he can only play so many snaps, but I think he's a good player. Even at his age, I think he's a good player. Well, when he steps on the field, something good is probably happening. Because it's going to be third I mean, down he's and not, 11. Yeah, he's not going on the field because it's second and two. You know, so he's going on the field because it's second and 12. And that's probably pretty good for you. But that being said, I just I love the guy. And, but the, like the defense, I think, I think we all feel like the defense is truly good. I don't think we think they're elite. Like they're not Chicago's defense. God, Chicago's defense is freaking awesome. They're not Chicago's defense. But they're they're a good defense. Well, Josh Allen at quarterback, and it looks like he's going to play. He is a turnover machine for them in Buffalo. Like he is a just constantly turning the ball over. So I think the Titans defense will get a couple, and we're just asking you to not reciprocate the favor of giving them a couple after he gives you a couple, because we 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 take the defense for granted in this game saying, hey, the defense will do their job. 
Now, can you be the difference maker? If they've got no offense and defense and the Titans have defense, can you be the difference maker in this game? And at the fifth year in his career, I think it is fair to look at this game and say, okay, now it is on you to go out there and win this kind of game for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I again, you know, whether he actually wins it or not, I don't think is as important as him going out there and performing to a certain level. The level that we can, I mean, fifth year with this guy, you, you have to expect something from him. And and you're expecting, especially after the, the what we saw last week, you're expecting a certain amount of production. I mean, you it's like Derrick Henry. We're not, you know, it's not okay if Derrick goes out there and, and rushes 12 times for a minus six yards. That's not okay. But we don't expect that. So, you know, you, you go on. You say, okay, I think he can get this. And uh, and that's what you need to get to the to that same point with Marcus. Where you say, okay, Marcus, you need to go out there and you need to throw some balls accurately, giving it to these receivers. We've already seen these receivers are capable of running with, uh, running with the ball. So put it, give it to them in a position where they can run with it, with it and just get out of the way. Let them go. Every single one of these receivers has done something this year, including Sharp, who I can't stand. But Humphreys has done stuff this year. Davis, Brown, Sharp, Delaney, they've all done something this year. The only guy on the offense that hasn't done anything is Dion, and I don't even need to see Dion this week. But uh, I, I'm with you. Like, I am totally with you 100% that, man, it's year five and this is Buffalo. You know, this is a home game. This is the kind of game that they need you. And I am hopeful that that's what they're going to get out of him. 615-737-1025. We'll get to your phone. 615 on Mariota. And also, what did we think of Tom Brady's stat line against Buffalo? And does that give us some worry for Mariota? We'll get to that coming up next. Jared and the GM on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. MTSU Blue Raiders. That's right. They take on Marshall tomorrow at Floyd Stadium. Floyd Reese Stadium. Get to the game early and experience the Grove Tailgate area. And do not forget to also check out the Blue Raider Beer Garden and Family Fun Zone. Kickoff for MTSU Marshall is at 2.30 on 1025 The Game and on 94, excuse me, and on 97.5 in the Borough. Jared and the GM at ESPN 1025 The Game. Coach, it's uh, it's going to be sort of a slobber knocker, isn't it? I think so, you know, and I hope so. And that's, uh, you know, Sean's a great coach. Uh, he, he's got a very physical team. He's got a very good team, 3-1. and one. Um, you know, they gave the Patriots everything they wanted. And, um, you know, you hold them to 140 yards uh, passing and, and whatever they did, um, that, that's pretty impressive. Jared of the GM, that was Vrabel. Slobber knocker was the word Mike Keith used on the coaches show there. Hey, a slobber knocker where you don't turn the ball over, I think is going to be a Titans win. It kind of reminds me of those, like, Steve McNair, Eddie George games where they play, you know, I've an NFL team that wasn't probably a, a world beater or a playoff team, and they'd win the game 9-7 because Al Del Greco would make a field goal at the end. And that's how Eddie George and Steve McNair and the Floyd Reese Titans won an awful lot of football games. Floyd, do you have a thought on the Titans and Mariota this week? Or you can go right to the people on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. Yeah, go to the phones. Phones, we go. Lance is up next on Mariota. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Lance. Yes, um, my take on uh, Marcus is, does he get sacked nine times like he did two games ago, or does he get protection like he did last week? Does Eric run for 100 yards? It all depends on that front line. If that line blocks and he's able to have time, throw the ball, and Derek gets holes to run in, you can't blame it. If Marcus loses that game, you can't blame it on anybody but him. 
But other than that, he should win the game. Thank you for the call, Lance. Floyd, there is like a a weird fine line kind of thing with this, right? Like when they talk about the offensive line and it's, hey, if Marcus doesn't get the blocking, then how is Marcus going to be able to win, which I think we all agree with. Right. And yet we say no excuses. So if you go right to the offensive line, doesn't that make an excuse? Which then, like, I I have a hard time with this. I feel like the guy with the, the devil and the angel on the shoulder who's like looking at each side when you talk about this because it's like if the line doesn't block, you know, it, when Tom Brady's pressured, he doesn't play great. And then on the other side, I'm like, yeah, but Tom Brady's got, you know, guys that have been brought in off the street on the offensive line and they make it work. So I'm just like going back and forth on my shoulder about like, you know, the, the whole – it's like a chicken and the egg kind of thing. And yet I think you've kind of spelled it out by saying no excuses. And and so I, I don't know how to feel. How do I? How should I feel on this? Well, I mean, if you if you're feeling pressure, you got to get rid of the ball sooner. I mean, that's kind of the bottom line. If you're if the offensive line isn't giving you the protection you want, or the receiver isn't in the route, or whatever it is, you got to throw it away, or get rid of it sooner. And I mean, those are the only two options. Scramble, he can pull it down and run, but I mean, I'm not sure you, you want him to do a great deal of that, and I'm not sure he's as fond as he once was of doing that, even like, though he does do it periodically. In the Jacksonville game, do, do you think that he could have done something like that? But but he got sacked nine times, so and not all the sacks are the quarterback's fault, mm-hmm. and not all the sacks are the offensive line's fault. Not all of them are the blitz pickup fault, um, and that's why I'm saying, you know, I think if you're if you are in a situation where the offensive line is not protecting you the way you should, then and you know you feel pressure, you got to get rid of the ball sooner, or you know do one of the other things. I mean, it's not going to be that way every snap, and it's going to be that way for however many, whatever the however it breaks down. But I mean, I don't see this. I don't see Buffalo with that devastating pass rush that we've seen from some of these other guys. I think they, uh, I mean, their defense is based on, and Marcus hit it right on the head. I mean, these, this team's got a bunch of nobodies. But they play really, really well together. They play really sound. They play really hard. And I think he hit it again on the head when he said they really play with a lot of pride. I mean, this is important to them. The one thing I'll say about the last year Buffalo game and this year Buffalo game that's a huge monumental difference is you spent all week crying about how hard it is to win in Buffalo. You know, about what it's like there and the fans and the oh, weather yeah. and the stadium. And Tough. the and this game is obviously being played here. Let's go to Ron, who's up next. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Ronnie. Yes, how you doing? Good. Good. I got a, a couple of points I want to make here. First off, you know, I was at the Atlanta game last week and watched uh, the Titans play. And uh, Mariota did a, you know, a, Pretty good job. I won't say super like you say, but uh, I don't know what it is with him. When he seemed to get tired, he threw a lot of shot butts because he almost gave that game away if it wasn't for the running game. So if they lose the game this week, uh, I will lay that at both, you know, the coach for causing right plays to keep him settled and him for not throwing the ball or turning over. And, you know, he came in the league as a – running quarterback, so he got to get in his mind that when it's time to go, it's time to go. That's, that's, that clock should be in his mind. That way it'll save a lot of sacks and a lot of wear and tear on it. 
Thank you. Hang up for listening. Thank you for the call. I would agree with the caller in this. I believe Marcus does struggle with the clock in his head. You know, the one, two, three, get it out. All right. I think he struggles with that for whatever reason. Like when he took that sack against Indianapolis and in the Jacksonville game, and he, you know, I think he struggles with that a little bit. I have no idea what the caller was talking about, saying that Mariota was shot putting the ball when he got tired at the end of the Atlanta game. Yeah, I think he was criticizing his throwing technique a little bit. Which, which is, is a little bit of a, yeah. you know, I don't like it. I think yeah. uh, David Carr used to throw like that. It used to drive me insane. Well, he's, I mean, it's, in my opinion, it's always going to be the same with Marcus, you know, until he gets to the point where he's, it's it's always the same. When you are a team that is trying to get over the hump that hasn't gotten there yet, people are going to, it's 50-50. You know, you think they're going to do it? Yeah. Or you think they're going to do it? No. Or whatever. And, and, uh, and until you get to the point where you feel good about them doing it, then it's kind of always in and out, in and out. And then once you get to a point where you're feeling good, like Indy with luck, you know, they felt good. They were going to go out there and win double-digit games every year, and they were probably right. And so, you know, you you have that. And I think, you know, when before he retired, if you would ask people in the, in the football world, I mean, they would have been unanimous to win the division, you know, to take it away. Well... All of a sudden, he's gone, and things have changed a little bit. But my point is, when you have a football team that gets to that point, everybody recognizes it, and I think everybody understands it, and all these kinds of things start to change. Like golf. People forget golf's first year. They thought he was was a bust. bust. He was awful. Now, there was a lot more to it than that. But, I mean, people were looking at him and thinking, why would you ever trade to get that guy? And uh, and now they're looking at him saying, "Hey, yeah, pretty guy's pretty good. Well, Give him you've been to a Super Bowl or whatever. I've been to Super Bowl. You won some playoff games. You've you know, whatever their record was, twelve and four or whatever it was. And and all of a sudden you're pretty good. Well, it, you know, he's going to have to really play rotten for a lot of games for people to start looking at him and saying, "Oh man, he's really lost it. He's really declining. He's really." Uh, but until you get to that point. You're always climbing the mountain. So the one thing I do worry about or wonder about, Tom Brady last week against Buffalo was 18 of 39. That is a 46% completion percentage for 150 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. So here's Brady's quarterback rating, his his rating for the first four weeks. 124.9, That's what the Buffalo defense did to him. And I asked Vrabel earlier in the week, what did you see that they did to Brady on defense? What did they do so effectively when you flipped on the New England tape to really slow down Brady in that offense? Really good disguise. They play hard. Everything I just said about being a great – it wasn't um, – you know, they may be disguised a little bit, but, I mean, they, they, they kind of line up and play. I mean, they get, at, they get after it. They play defense. Um, they have, you know, some good wrinkles and some scheme, but, you know, I think a lot of the credit – as always, goes to the players. I mean, I've got a lot of respect for all those guys over there and the way they, the way they play. You know, up front, you kind of look at, you know, they, they've got these veteran guys sprinkled in throughout some younger players, um, whether it be, um, you know, Jerry Hughes, Alexander. The safeties are very good. Um, they have young corners. 
that, that are active and young linebackers inside that are active. So I think they have a really good um, scheme, personnel, and then there's, there's veteran leadership that have played um, in a lot of football games and played well. Why were you laughing? Um, you were on chuckle cut up during that Rabel clip. He's he. Uh, I mean, the people fail to mention that you know Jules and half of the receivers on the New England team weren't there. I mean, there was nobody for Tom to throw the ball to. So I mean, I think that made a little bit of a difference. But I'm not taking anything away from Buffalo now. Buffalo plays good sound. Just what Mike said: good sound, honest defense. And that's really, really good. My point when we were talking before is I don't think it's like ours. Our defense is good, solid, honest defense. Is it special? No, it's not. Yeah, but you got like stars. Is theirs special? No. <laughs> got the highest paid safety in the league. You got Malcolm Butler. I mean, you got some, you got some really good. You got Jay. Uh, I think Jayon Brown is getting there. You got some really good players on your defense. Cameron Wake, Casey, Cameron Wake's going to the Hall of Fame. They don't have Casey on their defense. Let's go to Chris, who's up next. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Chris. You don't know who's on their defense. (laughs) Go ahead, Titans of Truth. Yes, sir. Now, I got two points because I know Floyd's going to do a three up, three down. Floyd, I'm going to have to go against you on this one. Jared, I'm with you all the way. One run, run, punt is the way to go with this game. (laughs) Because I do trust that I think our offense can have a little bit more success. Mariota will have a little bit more success than I expect Josh Allen to have against our defense. Wait for them to make a mistake. We pounce on that. But I'm also going to say this. I went back and watched that game against the Patriots and a couple of the Bills games. That Bills defense is very, very stingy. They don't like to give up much of anything. So we may have to use their aggressiveness against them uh, somehow in this game, which is not going to be easy. But, again, as you stated, Marcus don't make mistakes and let Josh Allen or Matt Barkley or whoever they're starting at quarterback make a mistake. That's how the Titans can win this game. So, yeah, they did some things to confuse Brady. They came after them pretty good. And if it weren't for a special teams touchdown, a block kick, Buffalo's in it and probably could have won that game. Mm-hmm. So if you take that away, Buffalo is up in that situation. I'm with you. Chris, appreciate it. Thank you for your call. Uh, I would say this, man. You know, again, the one thing I'll say is that game was at Buffalo, and Floyd has screamed about how hard it is to win at Buffalo. And luckily, this game is here for whatever that's worth. And Davis is healthy, and Brown is healthy, and that's Humphreys is be healthy, worth and Delaney is Humphrey. Whatever and, it is, three points. Whatever the odds makers. Well, if you had played them last year, if you played them at home last year, I think you would have beat them. But it's just different when it's when it's there. Three, Floyd's three things. He goes three up, three down. We'll get to that coming up next. Three things he wants to see against Buffalo, and three things he hopes he does not see. We'll get to that coming up next on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. Jared Floyd, Jared the GM at CSPN. One or two by the game.